late late show tonight late midnight podcast tonight um i'm back i'm 24 this is my podcast 24's podcast the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet and you may be asking me and very very rightfully so um 24 what the fuck is going on why was there no podcast for like four days straight you bailed on us 24 what the fuck happened what happened did a hurricane happen in florida no did a um did a fucking tornado happen in Flo- no it did not um i just got really really sick and really they um the last i'll say this i don't want to like pat myself on the back or play victim or whatever but when i came back and i said this <clears throat> I said this like in the last couple of weeks, I said I was going on a vacation for the, for like a week and a half. I did so much traveling. I was so tired. I was so disoriented and stuff like that. Um, but I came back on, I think Saturday or no, I took off Saturday because I just wasn't feeling up to it, which I was like, I, that should have been like an indicator. Cause usually I, I try to freaking do too much, I guess. And then Sunday rolled around and I was just like, I don't really feel up to it and things of that nature. And I think I didn't even cast Sunday night football. I'm not even, I don't, I don't know, but I I wasn't up to it on Monday. I watched, um, I think it was the bears and the Steelers. Yes, it was. It was bears versus Steelers on Monday. And I was just like, I don't really feel 100% which I was kind of glad to have Monday off. And then Tuesday I felt better. And then Wednesday I just crashed. It was, it was a really, really bad day for me. Um, I was essentially just bedridden all day. And then that transitioned into like Thursday and I felt like a little bit better on Thursday. And then Friday it, it kind of fluctuated. I don't know what I had. It was like a headache and a fever for like three days straight. I thought I had COVID for like a little bit because I was just so freaking tired. Was so, I was ungodly tired. And uh, I I, I kid you not, I just like laid in bed all day, had a freaking massive headache and just watched Disney Plus and stuff like that all day long. I watched Kim Possible, Shang-Chi, Cause it came out on Friday and, uh, also I watched black widow, black widow, pretty awesome movie. And I was just, I was so, I was just so sick and, um, it just came out at an unfortunate time and things of that nature. And I kind of made a, um, a goal to, uh, to just not really do anything whenever I was sick. And it kind of happened in early 2020 when I was, when I, uh, when I was like casting the playoffs or whatever. And I had like two weeks off, um, in like January or not even two weeks off. Like I, it wasn't that I even took two weeks off. It's that I still podcasted for two weeks when I had like a really, really bad cold that lasted for like two weeks. It was really, really bad. Like my voice was destroyed. I had to go to the hospital for like a hot minute. It was bad. It was really, really bad. Maybe not. It, well, it sounded way worse than it was, but I should have taken a break and I pushed it and I had to go to the hospital. So once I kind of like, once I looked at it like that, once I looked at like, okay, what I'm doing actually like affects me and it causes me like, you know, it causes me like 
to go to the hospital, I'm like, okay, I need to like actually kind of monitor that. So that was kind of the philosophy behind that. That was kind of why I took a couple of days off. And, um, um, it's why we're back kind of like super late as well. I also had a lot of work to do today. So that's what I've been doing for like the last couple of hours. And here we are, we're back at it again, doing some podcasts and things of that nature. I've also in the last couple of days, I've been just watching a whole bunch of football. It's like, I always do that. Like every, even on my days off, like I'm just, I'm watching football right now. I'm, I'm watching, um, what was it? I saw JT Coral play today. Ole Miss versus uh, A&M. Yikes. That was a snooze fest. A&M did nothing for like two quarters. And I saw Kenny Pickett as well. Kenny Pickett, the quarterback out of Pittsburgh. JT Coral, the quarterback out of Ole Miss. Saw both of them play within the last couple of days. Um, I want to watch Rattler against, not Spencer Rattler, excuse me, um, Desmond Ritter. Sorry. I want to see him play again, but yeah, I'm, I'm very, very happy with what I saw about Kenny Pickett. I'm not so happy about what I saw with JT Coral. I have no idea why people think that he's like a top five player in this year's draft or something like that. I'm like, no, I'm like, no, he's not. And it's not even close. Oh, Jesus Christ. But no, um, JT Coral saw him. I was, I like, I was like, he's making some throws, but it's not anything to like write home about. I'll have to see him again. I haven't, it's weird. It's like, he's played a lot, but I haven't like seen a whole lot of him play, but I was just like, this is the guy I was, I was way more impressed with the running back than JT Coral. I was like, wait a second, this running back, I'm, I kind of missed out on this back. What's his name? I just, isn't his name like Kevin Singley or something like that? Hold on. Uh, it's like he's nine. He's like number nine in like all miss running back. What's his name? My microphone keeps on doing that stupid thing. What's his name? I'm trying to find him. He's like a junior. I forgot what it, I don't know his name. Hold on. What is his name? Uh, Jerrion Ely. Number nine. That guy is... Holy shit. He's 185 pounds. He's 5'9". I don't know why my microphone keeps on doing that. That dude... Like, I was looking at his statistics before the podcast... That dude is like the perfect outside running back. Or he's kind of like that archetype, right? Like he has 72 carries, 436 yards, 6.1 yards per carry. It's like when you watch him, he just like, hold on. Oh, I thought I had a burp. Excuse me. No, I don't. When I watched like Jerry on Ely, I was just like, holy shit, this guy's way better than JT Coral. Like, like this guy Based upon what I saw today, I was like, oh, yeah, he's a first-round draft pick, easily. He's like a late first-rounder, but, it, like, he's a first-round draft pick. I don't know. I don't know. Not a big fan of JT Coral. I saw him a couple of times this year early on in, like, September, October. I'm like, no. He's, he's like, I don't even 
I have to watch more of JT Coral. I'm like, I'm not sure he's a first round draft pick. I'm just, I'm just saying, yeah, there's not a lot of good quarterbacks this draft. However, I'm kind of like riffing here. And um, realistically, I kind of just want to talk about football for a little bit. I didn't really have a recap of the last two weeks when it came to my picks, my wins and losses. They're all bad. I mean, my wins and losses in the last two weeks, uh, week eight and week nine, I was like seven of 15 with a win percentage of 46.6%. And then upset weekend I was 57.14%. I was terrible in both weekends. I was sub 60%, which is usually what I'm shooting for. Like over 60%, which is super easy to get. And then I just it was like I was fucking swinging and missing every single freaking game I selected. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculously bad. But um hopefully I'll get a better nice little crack at it tonight. When I do give you my game day picks versus when, um, versus like when I gave you my game day picks, like almost two weeks in advance in one case. Now in hindsight to me, um, I'll say this. I kind of, I should get, I should get a little bit of a break because let's just be honest. It's kind of hard to pick two games in advance or not two games, but it's hard to like pick two weeks in advance, like midweek instead of on Friday. But I, regardless, uh, nobody saw that coming. I was so confident, and I was, I failed miserably. But regardless, um, the theme of this week for some people has been essentially been like, well, why is this team bad? Why is this team bad? Why, like, should we be worried about this football team? Should we, should we not be worried about this football team? Ooh, this football team is a contender. The Denver Broncos are talking a lot of shit because they beat the Dallas Cowboys and Vic Fangio said that they have the the, the freaking archetype. Or the architecture to be able to beat the Cowboys. We found out the scheme. We found out the plot. That's what Vic Fangio said. Vic Fangio, shut your damn mouth. Like, I had you be fired this year. Apparently, he's not fired. Apparently, Vic Fangio can trade away Vaughn Miller. What? Trade away Vaughn Miller... And he still has a job? What? Are the Broncos going to make it to the to the playoffs? Are they going to do anything in the playoffs? If the answer is no and no, you have a problem. You have a problem. As I like crack every bone in my hand. <clears throat> but Vic Vangio um, was talking a whole, you know, he was he was giving a bunch of wolf talk about the Cowboys. And I'll start there. Are the Cowboys a team that I'm worried about this year? No, I'm not. Not worried about the Cowboys. Um, we're going to cast the Cowboys. It's midnight already. Uh, we're going to cast the Cowboys today. We're going to take a nice long look at the Cowboys. Um, they're going to go up against Atlanta. This is, I believe, the fourth time they've played up against Atlanta in the last five years. So they know this team. Dan Quinn knows it especially because he used to be the head coach of the team. Dak Prescott knows the team because, again, he's played like them. He's played them four times. I think he's won three times of four, right? Last year, the year before that, I think in 2019. I think they faced off against them in 2018. And then they went up and lost against them in 2017. That was one of Dak Prescott's worst career games. And that was because he didn't have his freaking left tackle. 
and Ezekiel Elliott, and he was not as good as he is today. Dak is, like, extremely awesome coming off of, like, a, a loss, right? Like, I don't know his win record after a loss, but it's, like, it's got to be something insane. <clears throat> I could not believe how many people were, like, foaming out. I mean, maybe maybe could not believe is the best way to describe it, but I was just like, this is some of the, these are some of the dumbest conversations I've ever heard of in my entire life when it comes to people talking about the Dallas Cowboys and how they're not able to bounce back from these deficiencies and these in these issues. They'll be back. They'll be fine. They'll win today. We'll talk about it when I give you my game day picks. Just be, be a little bit patient. But I first want to talk about this. And I just want to raise my hand here. I just want to raise my hand here. Um, and admit it, I, I thought the 49ers were going to be better than what they initially were. Let me ref, uh, remind you. Let me give you a refresher of the 49ers. All right, let me pull up the Niners here. 49ers, everybody was like, they're, they have a Super Bowl defense. They're going to be Super Bowl champions again, or they're going to be a Super Bowl contender again. And they are, as we speak right now, three and five. Three and five. Mm-mm-mm. They um they semi beat Detroit, admittedly, 41 to 33, but then they almost lost to the Eagles 17 to 11. And then oops, here come the Packers. Here come the Packers. Here come the Packers coming in. I'm trying to do the Saints come rolling in, but you know what I mean. Packers beat them 30 to 28. Seattle, a dilapidated Seattle, 28 to 21. Cardinals 17 to 10, Colts 30 to 18. Admittedly, they beat the Bears, but everybody's been beating the Bears. And then they got swept by the Cardinals again last weekend. And then this weekend coming in is the Rams. Three and five, about to be three and six. They are very, very bad. Ironically enough, um, Nick Bosa, I think he has six sacks on the year. Notice how we're not talking about Nick Bosa. Do you want to know why? Because he doesn't fucking matter. Like, he does not matter at all. Like, Nick Bosa, yeah, uh, excuse me. He doesn't have six sacks. He has seven. And we're like a little, he could have 14 sacks this year, and it won't fucking matter. He has 30 tackles. Who cares? He has 23 solo tackles out of the 30. It's like, he should be quietly a, not quietly, quiet, no, quietly he is a defensive player of the year candidate. It doesn't fucking matter. His team sucks. He's forced two fumbles. I mean, ridiculously producing player. A player who is producing ridiculously, excuse me. It doesn't matter. And... He's like, he's probably one of the best players in his division and it doesn't matter. Do you want to know why? Because Jimmy Garoppolo fucking sucks. He's terrible. He's played for like the last, I don't know how long. What is it? Like seven to eight weeks. I don't know, but he's hurt again or he isn't hurt or he's playing hurt. And now Trey Lance, the rookie who they would love to insert over uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's hurt. Yikes. He also throws a un 
godly ball. We talked about it for a month in August. He doesn't have, he freaking throws a missile and not a, and not in a good way, every single throw. But for some weird reason, it's a wobbler. It's a wobbler. He throws a non-spiral fastball, which makes no sense to me. He's just throwing the football as hard as he can. People are like, why are all of his receivers dropping passes? Why is Brandon Ayuk suck? Uh, Brandon Ayuk doesn't suck. The ball Trey Lance is throwing is terrible. It's terrible. Now you have people questioning Shanahan. It's not Shanahan, it's Garoppolo. But I question the decisions surrounding the team, like drafting Trey Lance. It leaks out that that um that Kyle Shanahan really, really liked Mac Jones. And some people wanted to be a smart aleck about it and be like, well, you know, of course they like Mac Jones because Mac Jones is playing awesome. And it's just like, well, rewind almost seven months ago. What happened? What happened? What did I tell you? What did I think that was going to happen? Why did you? Th- why did I think that the 49ers traded all the way up to the third overall slot to go out and get a, a quarterback? Who did, who did I say they were going to get? Who did I think they were going to get? I thought they were going to pick up Mac Jones for the sole reason that he could actually execute Shanahan's offense. But everybody and their mother said, you have to have an athletic quarterback 24. You have to have an athletic quarterback 24. You have to have an athletic quarterback 24. You can't win with pocket passers anymore in the league 24, even though Russell Wilson, who was the most athletic, was one of the more athletic quarterbacks in the NFL, has more sacks in five years than Peyton Manning had in his entire NFL career. But 24, you have to have more, more athleticism at quarterback position. Forget about bolstering the offensive line and having a better offensive line to be able to better protect your quarterback and run the football more effectively and efficiently. Forget about all that stuff. Just have a quarterback that can run around. Because that's how football works. No, it doesn't, ladies and gentlemen. Not statistically and not literally. You actually have to have a quarterback. Not a quarterback, but a full team four-year quarterback. It's not how the sport works. It's not how it works. People can people can be like, you know what it is? It is it's not. It's not. So once again, Shanahan is up a creek without a paddle because he is potentially up um with not up, but he is essentially with two quarterbacks that cannot execute his scheme and his offense, and people have been calling for Shanahan. And I haven't been calling for Han- for Shanahan. I love Kyle Shanahan. But it begs the question of like, hey, man, you traded up like multiple picks to get, you know, Trey Lance. And Trey Lance is not fucking ready. He's not ready. And he probably won't be ready for another two years after this year. It may be his third year before you're like, oh, he's kind of a decent quarterback. Three years? It's what happened with Josh Allen. Don't believe me? It's what happened with Josh Allen. He's from one of those, he's from one of those D2, D3 schools, three years. It was last year where he started to play well. That was his third year, ladies and gentlemen. But at that point, Nick Bosa will be up. Fred Warner will be probably close to 30, if I'm not mistaken. Is he in his mid-20s, Fred Warner? Yeah, he's 24. 
So he'll be like, his birthday is like in six days. So he'll be like 28 when Trey Lance is ready to go. Will he be one of the better linebackers in the NFL at that point? Hmm. Trent Williams will probably be close to retiring. You'll need to rebuild that offensive line. It's going to be rough for the Niners, dude. And it's just like, hey, man, I talk about it all, all the freaking time on the podcast. You better freaking get a quarterback for your freaking football team. If you're the Niners, you can't run out with Trey Lance. Cannot run out on the football field with Trey Lance. Can't run out on the football field with Jimmy Garoppolo. So you're proverbially screwed. Don't be the 49ers. Don't draft an athletic quarterback for athletic quarterback's sake. If the guy isn't sex, like, like, look at the Patriots. Look at the Patriots. I kind of, I, I freaking sent them up a creek without a paddle. The Patriots are now a playoff team. Hold on. Let me, let me get the Patriots. Let me, let me pull, let me, let me show you something. Let me get the standings here. The Patriots are five and four. They're on a win streak of three games. And they figured it out. After, after the Cowboys game, they're like, we can beat anybody. Cowboys, great team. They gave the Cowboys their best effort. They're like, we can beat anybody. They go out and they win three games. They even lost in a month. Hello? Some people are like, well, what is, why does that matter, 24? Well, because nine teams in the AFC have five wins. Okay? Those are the Bills... The Patriots. Patriots could win their division, dude. Chargers, Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos, Steelers, Browns, Bengals, and that's it. Nine teams, dude. That's the majority of the AFC. Pats can win their division. The Bills, they had a really, really bad loss against the Jags, but we'll see what happens if that's just, you know, just one bad game or if that's the Bills. We'll see. But I mean... Patriots are close. One game behind the Bills. I'm not sure what their record is in their division against the Bills. If they did play up against the Bills, they lost to the Dolphins, which makes no sense. Dolphins are very bad. They beat the tar out of the Jets. Oh, Jesus. 54-13 against the Jets, dude. Beat the dog out of the Panthers. Barely beat the Chargers 27-24. And tomorrow, today, they go up against the Browns. Yikes. Then it's Atlanta, Titans. Then Bills on December 6th. Yikes. They got some really, really important games coming down. The stretch here. But the Patriots, they said, we'll draft Mac Jones. And you know what? He, you know, he's got a dad bod. People said that he's fat. He's unathletic. He's slow. I remember people had Mac Jones as a second round draft pick. And I remember people were saying, well, you know, can I, can I find that stupid analogy? I'll take like 30 seconds on this if I can't find it. But somebody said that like Mac Jones is like Iron Man and Alabama is like his armor. And I was just like, what? Like, I love how people were like, oh, yeah, Mac Jones is just, I'm like, what about Tua What about Bryce Young? I love how everybody's like, 
Mac Jones benefited from playing at Alabama, and it's just like, well, so every great player benefits from playing at Alabama. Sorry about that. But it's just like, let me just type in Iron Man, and let me see if I get anything from that. Oh, perfect. Oh, perfect. Oh, perfect. It's Bucky Brooks, and it's like the first thing that gets pulled up. Let me adjust my computer audio. Let me hit him with this. So essentially, he's just going to say Mac Jones is like Iron Man. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Style of play that Mac Jones offers. If you go back and look at the last 20 years, when the Patriots had Tom Brady, they played a certain way. And really going back to when it was the start of the dynasty, the early 2000s, Mac Jones reminds me of how the Patriots played with Tom Brady at that point. Meaning Tom Brady, his first year as a starter, averaged around 189 passing yards. They leaned on the running game. and the I haven't got a fast forward. But because Josh McDaniels, I do believe the Patriots are a playoff team. And I believe it would have been like that, whether it was Cam Newton or Mac Jones. Bucky, you're too nice. Bucky, the Bucky's <laughs> gave good analysis on. thoughts without saying what I think he really <laughs> thinks, which is I watch a lot of college football. Give me like the two rookie seconds. quarterback who can be on that of the five of the Sixers NBA right now. Jesus Christ, where the fuck is it? It's five like awesome. It's like it's a seven minute thing, and it's just like, hold on, where is it? I know. I know Bucky Brooks said it because he said it like everywhere. He's just like, Mac Jones is like Iron Man. He had, and I didnn't want to mention his name because I thought that I couldn't find it. But hold on, let me see if this is it. World on fire is just not true. We're seven and nine and we're two sort of Cam Newton goal line, like sort of stop at Seattle and a, and a fumble in Buffalo from being nine and seven. Hold on. So we're right there. Mac Jones has be, can be good enough to get us to the playoffs. Man, wow, I want to take that French glass that you take. Wee, 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 wee. All those wees coming yeah. from New England. When I look at the first-round quarterback, I've said. Here we go. This is it. Avengers. All these guys have superpowers, with the exception of Mac Jones. He's Iron Man. The suit is his power. And so his superpowers yes. come from Josh McDaniels, the offensive line, and what Bill Belichick does in terms of playing the game, utilizing his defense. If this comes down to a talent competition, Mac Jones is going to lose that evaluation. He's going to lose that competition. Yeah. But he's smart enough to do it. I will say this. They were playing very simple slamming football with Mac Jones in the preseason. No one wants to say that, but those reasons. Every, first and foremost, oh, my God. Listening to Bucky Brooks literally makes me tired. Literally like, makes me sleepy. They do that. First and foremost, they do that with every offense. Every offense runs a very simplistic offense. In preseason, this is everybody knows this, and it's just like this is what I had to deal with for like six months. Like in the lead up to the draft, you know, post draft as well, people were like, He's not a first round draft pick, and I'm like, None of you have watched him play football, it, it's just that simple. It's like if you think that he wasn't a first round draft pick, you're an idiot. I can't help you, but um, yes. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, I was talking about the 49ers and them drafting Trey Lance and how Trey Lance isn't ready to play and Mac Jones is and how awesome Mac Jones is and how he contributes to his team winning and blah, 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 blah. Okay, so to wrap up the 49ers conversation, 49ers are screwed. Patriots are a playoff team. It's because of Mac Jones. Cam Newton probably would not have been this good. Also, I was going to talk about this. Um, oh, yeah, and let me not just 
gracefully skip over that, what I just said. Yeah, I, I'll say it with my freaking chest. Yeah, Cam Newton is not as good as people think he is, and uh, the Patriots would not be in this situation, period. Do you think the Patriots would have been anywhere close to beating the Cowboys? Honestly? Really? Honestly. Do you think so? Do you think so? I got I got some nice real estate, some nice beachfront real estate in Scottsdale, Arizona to sell for you, if you think so. Okay. Anyways, um, I wrote something in my journal, in my, uh, yeah, in my journal about the Bears. Hold on. Let me refresh my mind. Let me refresh it. Oh, yeah. It was about Justin Fields. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Before I get started on Justin Fields, Cam Newton back with the Carolina Panthers. Big news coming out of Carolina. That was like some of the biggest news. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, they, they got Cam. He probably won't play. I mean, he definitely won't play this weekend. Maybe not even next weekend. Maybe in three weeks. We'll kind of see. But it kind of also depends on how um, how close they are to going to the playoffs. Literally a month ago, I was like, oh, the Carolina Panthers, they may be a playoff team. And now they're like, oh, they're not. <laughs> Everybody's figuring them out. It only took like a month from like September to October. And then the Cowboys beat the crap out of them. And then everybody started to beat the crap out of the Panthers. Sam Darnold, what a surprise. Sucks. Isn't it funny how it's like all the guys that I've been saying, like, don't give them another shot. Don't give them another opportunity. They've been given eight opportunities before. They are who you thought they were, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, it's funny how that stuff works. And, uh, and that just works in general and things of that nature. But, um, you know, people are like, yeah, you know, let's give Mac Jones or not Mac Jones, excuse me. Let's give, uh, let's give Sam Darnold and Carson Wentz another shot. They, you know, they deserve it even though they don't, but, um, nah, man, Panthers, they're, they're done potentially unless Cam Newton can come in and play awesome for them and, uh, and win a bunch of football games with them. And, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with Cam. Now, I'll say this. Justin Fields came into the league. People were saying he's better than Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. People had him as as their number one quarterback in, um, in the NFL. And it's just like, listen, man, I don't go to Beyonce and be like, I can sing too, and then sing off-key and can't harmonize worth a damn, and can't dance, and I'm not rhythmic at all, don't come to me and tell me you know anything about quarterbacks. I'm one of the best in the game when it comes to studying quarterbacks, okay? Don't tell, I'm watching a quarterback right now. I'm watching the Nevada kid. Want to know what I think of him? I don't know. The first quarter hasn't even ended yet. It's three minutes, 42 seconds left. It's 30 minutes. I was watching Coral and other players as well, and some of the other game came in, and I had to watch a little bit of that. I apologize. Um, but I said this before. I was like, Justin isn't ready to be a NFL quarterback. He's not ready. He needs time. Don't just freaking send him out to the Wolves. Don't play him. He's not ready to play. He's not ready. And people wanted to be like, he's ready to play. We're ready to go. Get him in. Let's have him play, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just not reality. He wasn't ready to play. I I said it before. I'll say it again. He's a college player playing college football. Can't be a call. Can't be a professional football player playing college football. It's not how it works. 
He thinks he's bigger and better, bigger and faster than everybody else because he was in college. But then once you get to the NFL, once you get to the pro scene, that's not how that shit works. And you get brutalized as he did last weekend against the uh, the Steelers with Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka laid his ass out on Monday Night Football. And I was just like, no, you can't, you cannot. Also, apparently, I need to watch this Nevada senior. Oh, he, oh, it's his career. I thought that, I thought it was, I thought he had like a thousand yards, 110 receptions, and like 14 touchdowns this season. And I was like, I gotta watch this. I gotta watch this senior tight end out of Nevada. Apparently, no. Um, I don't. It's his career. It's not his um, his year average. Anyways, going back to um to the Bears and Justin Fields. So a lot of people were like, number one quarterback. He's this. He's that number one quarterback. Greatest quarterback in the draft, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just like, no, he's not. He has so much more um, time to develop as a quarterback. Plays like a college quarterback in the pros. Not very good. Um, Every quarterback that's probably going to talk to him is going to tell him, get your butt down and slide. And he doesn't slide. (laughs) He doesn't get his butt down at all whatsoever. But um, Justin... Justin is, I think, the most sacked quarterback in the league right now. He's the most um, punished. I think, what's his completion percentage right now? Let me just Google it. Let me just see it right now. It's probably, before I Google it, before I type in anything, 57, 58%. Just about to Google it. That's my guess. 57, 58%. Mm, it's probably not going to be it. Oh, no, it's 59.4%. So I was in the ballpark. I knew it was going to be sub uh, sub 60, which is where you want to be if you're an average quarterback. So he is below average. Um, 69.9 passer rating. You want it to be like 93, 94, which is like average again. Anything like a couple of points higher than that is significantly above average. And once you get to like 120s, 130s, you're you're an elite quarterback and you're doing something special. Also, it can be subjective sometimes, QBR and passer rating and stuff like that. Like, it's it's important to watch the games. But in Justin Fields' game, uh, case, excuse me, I've seen him play. Um, I've seen him play for, like, the last three games. For some weird reason, they also don't have his bucking. They don't have his last week's statistics against the Steelers on Google for some weird reason. I don't know why. But um, he has four touchdowns, eight interceptions. Some people are going to talk to me about his rushing touchdowns. I don't really care. I don't count his fumbles right now as turnovers, so I definitely won't count his um his touchdowns. <clears throat> He's not had a 300-yard passing game yet. But people have essentially been saying to me over the last couple of weeks, wow, 24, did you check out this awesome touchdown pass by Justin Fields? Did you see this awesome highlight about Justin Fields? Hey, 24, what did you say about this? What did you think about this? And it's just like, I look at his statistics and I'm like, dude, I don't think anything of his individual plays that he has one time and not and cannot extend them for an entire game. Talk to me when he can do that, which is probably going to be in, in, in the next two years. Talk to me about that. Like, this is for people who want Justin Fields, they, who want to be right about Justin Fields. They want him to be the best quarterback in his draft, and he's not. He's not right now. It's Mac Jones. 
Oh my god, what a surprise. The guy that I was freaking pounding the table for is a really, really solid quarterback. I don't know what to tell you. I thought he wasn't ready. I still think he's not ready. It's obvious that he's not ready. I don't know what to tell you. I get on Baker for like not having a touchdown in like a month. He, I mean, granted, he always has touchdowns and things of that nature. And again, he probably has some rushing touchdowns here and there. But I mean, he's never had a double-digit touchdown game. So forget about a three-touchdown, not a double-digit touchdown game, excuse me. He's never had more than one touchdown when it comes to uh, throwing or passing. He's never had more than one in a game. He's never had 300 yards in a game. He's had one, two, let's just let's just count sub-200 games, okay? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven sub-200 games. And I think he's played in like eight, maybe nine games. 200-yard passing games, by the way, if you're confused on it. Where's the eliteness? Oh, yeah, let me also check in on the um, on the Steelers game. What was his numbers in the Steelers game again? Oh, no, he actually did have a lot of yards. He had 291. So, yes, it's still seven. Oh, wait a second. I, oh, I thought he had a bye week. I don't know what's going on with Google. But, I mean... Did he still have four touchdowns? Hold on. Did I just read his statistics wrong on Google? No, for some weird reason, Google is screwing with his statistics. But no, I'm I'm correct. But no, for some weird reason, they haven't properly arranged the Steelers and the Niners game correctly. They've put it at the bottom of his stat sheet and not at, not at the top as his most recent games, regardless. No, the stats are still correct. He still has a 59 point. 4% completion percentage. He still has four touchdowns, eight interceptions, et cetera, et cetera. Everything's been legitimate ever since. Problem with Justin Fields, not a lot of reps in, um, not a lot of reps, not a lot of good reps here in the NFL. Um, holds on the football for too long, thinks he's in college when he's a pro. Um, still some concerning throwing mechanics as well. Um, admittedly, not a lot of weapons as well for him to use. Not a great coach, not a great owner, not a great GM. Why did you want to play him if you're a Bears fan? I said it. I said, like, yes, like, he should probably not start this year. And for some audacious reason, people were like, 24, he should play. He should play 24. He should play. I want to see Justin. Bears fans were like, I want to see Justin Fields play 24. Justin Fields needs to play. He's awesome. He's amazing. He'll freaking, he'll freaking ice out and destroy people. 24. No, he will not. No. And uh, what a surprise. Justin Fields is very, very bad. Like his QBR is 33rd. His interceptions are tied for 24th in the league. His four touchdowns tied 32nd. His 1,200 yards tied for 29th. Or no, it is just baseline 29th. He's terrible in every statistical measure for a quarterback. Anyways, um, I wanted to do this a couple of weeks ago. I just completely forgot about it because of uh, of the trip that I was taking, among other things. Um, and I think I'll hit this. Do I have anything else I need to talk about? 
I'll save some of this stuff for Tuesday. I'll save it. I'll save it for Tuesday. I'll save it for Tuesday. There's some Dolphin stuff. There's some Ravens stuff. I'll save it for Tuesday. I'm tired. I don't want this to be super, super long. Um, also, I don't want it to be like super hard to consume. But I'll hit you with the playoff, the playoff picture. So seven teams each conference. I usually do this around week nine. And then I'll give you my final game day predictions. And then I'll peace out. Let me also plug in my computer because it's almost out of battery. Hold on. Let me also stand up. Hold on. It's freezing in here. A cold front came through. And my weather channel is like, 24, 24, um, it's, it's cold outside. A cold front's come through. It's just like, like, obviously, yes. It's cold in my house. I don't have the heater on because I like being cold in my house. I don't like being cold outside. I like being cold in the house because I had to spend all summer being hot and sweaty, having a bajillion things going on. I hated it. But yes, um, it's cold outside. Anyways, um, let's talk football. So, again, I do this around week eight. Didn't get the opportunity because I was out of town. Forgot about it before I had another sabbatical of being sick. But here we go. Um. The playoff picture, essentially, we're going to go down. We're going to look at each conference. We're going to pick out the four conference divisional champions. Then we will pick out the three wildcard teams because the NFL um, thought that it was a great idea to add in another wildcard team as well. So we'll pick out the four divisional champs, the three wildcard teams, and these are my predictions for who will, will essentially make it to the playoffs because I believe... I don't know how much football I've watched. I've probably watched somewhere close to over 100 games or something like that. I don't know. Or will it be... A, I don't I don't know the math. I can't, I can't figure it out. But I've definitely watched like more football. I don't know. It feels weird how conditioned I am to like watching five games a week. I don't know. It feels less than I'm watching last year for some weird reason. So, anyways... Um, let's just start off with the easiest conference really in the NFL right now to predict games for, and that's the NFC. Dude, these divisions are over with. Let me show you something. Let me pull up. Uh, bu- 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 where is it? Here we go. Let me show you how like stupid the NFC, um, the NFC conference is. Some people want to be like, 24, 24, uh, it's over with in the NFC East because the NFC East is a bad th- division, right? Um, every division is bad right now because nobody besides the NFC West is providing any type of competition for the one seed in the division, right? So Cowboys, they're six and two. They're winning 75%. Cardinals, they're eight and one. Okay. Rams are seven and two. Oh, excuse me. Let me go back to the NFCs. Let me talk about how gigantic the lead is for the Cowboys. Okay. Cowboys, they are six and two. The Eagles and the Giants are both three and six, respectively. So that puts the Cowboys automatically three games above the Eagles and the Giants. However, because they beat both the Eagles and the Giants, guess what? 
They're now a game above them because they have the win. They have the tiebreaker officially, and it puts them automatically one game over them because the Eagles and the Giants will have to beat out the Cowboys. Not beat out the Cowboys specifically, but they will have to hope that the Cowboys lose three games and then they have to beat them to essentially like nullify the tiebreaker and then like the strength of schedule will be essentially ca- uh, calculated or not calculated, but essentially like considered when it comes to who's the first. Regardless, that won't happen. Regardless, the Cowboys are essentially up four games against the Eagles and the Giants. And then they are literally four games up against Washington. They will not play them until next month in December. Washington is two and six. They are terrible. Chase Young has, I think, one sack all season long. I am sick and tired of seeing all of his Under Armour commercials because every single time he just freaking is bullying the uh, the freaking, I don't even know what it's called, the sled. He's just bullying the sled. He hasn't been bullying offensive linemen. I told you Chase Young and the Washington football team was overrated. What did I tell you? I told you that. Some people actually, some people ran and hide. A lot of people ran and hide. They hid. They were like, Washington's going to win the division. Washington's going to win. I'm like, no, they are not. No, they are not. Washington is not going to win the division. Anyways, um, NFC West. Cardinals and the Rams are the only two winning teams in their conference. Or, excuse me, in their division. 8-1, and 7-2, respectively. Cardinals are on top. Only lost to the Packers. That was... Yikes, if A.J. Green freaking turns his head around, they would be 9-0. Seahawks, 3-5. 49ers, 3-5, okay? Russell Wilson is coming back. Um, 49ers, they're not a playoff team. NFC North, Packers, 7-2. Vikings, 3-5. Bears, 3-6. Lions, 0-8! The NFC East is worst is the worst division in all it's the NFC North. It's the worst division. They have a winless team in it. Hey, 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 some people want to be freaking critical about the NFC East, dude. The NFC East, I don't think, has ever had a, a losing excuse me, has ever had a winless team in the division before this late. I'm just speaking cold hard facts. Lions are 0 8. They're 0 8. Beast and feast on them. Packers almost didn't. And then you have the Buccaneers. Six and two, the Saints, they're one game behind because somehow, some way, Tom Brady cannot beat the Saints and Trevor Simeon. I don't get how that happens. But the Falcons are four and four, they're 500, and the Panthers, who were almost leading their division last month, they have not lost, they, excuse me, they have not won in almost a month. They're four and five. Yikes. I mean, technically, they lost last week after winning one game or whatever, but regardless, it doesn't matter. They're still incredibly bad, the Panthers. So, yes, like, you'll have the divisional winners, right? And I talked about this a couple of months ago. You'll have the Bucks, the Packers, the Cardinals, and the Cowboys more likely than not winning their division unless a cataclysmic event happens. Maybe the Rams beat the uh, the Cardinals in a couple of weeks. Maybe they don't. We'll see. But um, also, OBJ. Is now a Los Angeles Ram. He probably will not be playing this weekend. He'll probably be playing next weekend. We'll kind of see what happens. However, um, Bucks, Packers, Cardinals, Cowboys, 
they are all qualified for the playoffs in my eyes. It's just getting the games to qualify for the playoffs and then moving forward. I think all of their divisions are pretty susceptible to them taking over their division and then moving on um, to obviously the first round and the second round of the playoffs, depending on who will take the one seed um, in the NFC so that's the four teams in the playoffs when it comes to, to the division. The other three teams are a little bit harder. Um, I had to look at some of the team schedules, but I kind of came to a pretty pretty good space, I would say. It's really, really hard because there's just there's so many bad teams in the NFC this year. Yikes. Um, obviously, the Rams, they're like 7-2. and two. They're going to go to the playoffs as maybe a wild card, maybe as the divisional champion. We'll see what happens. But the um, the Rams, they're, they're loaded. They got OBJ. They got Von Miller. They got Aaron Donald. They got um, Jalen Ramsey. They got Matt Stafford. Robert Woods, unfortunately, just tore his, um, his ACL, and he's probably more likely than not. He's definitely done for the season. But they also have Cooper Cup. They're loaded, dude. They are a loaded football team. But um, I, as I was kind of like looking at some of the other teams that are potentially going to qualify for the playoffs, the one thing that always stood out to me was like the strength of schedule, right? So for me, the philosophy is, okay, there's like eight or nine games left. Can you win like five? Okay. And you'll see me talk about this when it comes to the AFC, right? Because I'm like, can you win five games going forward? Because you really want to be a 10 winner, or you really want to get 10 wins to qualify for the playoffs um, in this, you know, just like almost automatically, right? Now, some of the teams in the NFC, they're nowhere near 10 wins. They probably won't need, not need, but they probably won't get 10 wins. But considering like a lot of teams in the NFC are like three and six, three and six, three and five, you know, the only team or the only division that has some type of polarity is like the NFC South. With like five and three, four and four, and four and five. We'll kind of see if that changes. But regardless, you probably need to win like five games. And I was like looking at the strengths of schedule. And I was like, okay, I think the Saints, they may have it. They may have it. It's going to be tight. I could be incredibly wrong about this. I could be incredibly right. You know, Trevor Simeon is going to have to go. Taysom Hill. Jameis Winston is probably out for the entirety of the season. But yeah, I think the Saints, they have a shot. I think they're in a good position. And when you look at their schedule, right? Let me pull up their schedule for you. If you don't believe me. They go up against the Eagles this weekend. Bills, then Cowboys. That's two losses. Jets. Is that not a win? With Alvin Kamara? I know he's out this weekend. Oh no, excuse me. I was looking for um, towards next weekend. Saints are this weekend, or not Saints, Titans are this weekend, I'm a little bit tired, Titans are this weekend, that's probably a loss, but then they get the Eagles, and then Bills and Cowboys, which those are probably two losses, Jets, and then Bucks, never know what happens, Dolphins, Panthers, Falcons, it's like, I think the Saints are a better football team than all of those teams, I don't know, I feel like they can, I feel like they can win like four more games, maybe five, if they get good quarterback play, I don't know. I don't know. They're close. Like, they got to win some of these games, but I, they're close. Um, Saints, I feel like, could make it to the playoffs. Now, um, final team, Seattle. 
I made this, uh, I went on this diatribe a couple of weeks ago. Yikes, this, this is not aged well at all. Went on this diatribe about Seattle and how I was like, Seattle's not going to go to the playoffs as the schedule vamps up because they're going up against a bunch of hard teams. And then meanwhile, the Chiefs schedule is going to get weaker and they'll be, they'll be back in the playoffs. And yeah, that didn't, that didn't age well. Hey, don't take uh you don't make it the shots that you don't take, folks. <laughs> and I've uh I mean hell, I missed a lot of shots regardless. But um the reason why I think Seattle is going to be a really, really interesting team going down the stretch, A, Russell Wilson. Oh also Russell Wilson, he does kind of like falter at the end of the season, but he is coming back off of an injury. I think he's refreshed. I think he's revitalized. He said that this was this the weekend. He said this was, excuse me, the weekend that he was going to prepare and come back for um, against the Packers. And he's he's cleared. He's ready. Aaron Rodgers is coming off of the COVID list. He was cleared to come back to play this weekend for this game. So he hasn't practiced. He's coming back. He's coming off of COVID. I don't know. Like, color, make, like maybe call me a sick. I don't think he's going to win this game. And then Seattle, check this. Check this out, right? Talking about five wins. And again, they're like three and six, three and five, something like that. Check this out. After this, uh, after the Packers, they go up against the Cardinals, right? So two, maybe one loss here. And then they go up against Washington, the Niners, and then the Texans. So there's your three wins there if you're a Seattle Seahawks fan. They go up against the Rams. That's a loss. And then they finish off the season with like Bears and Lions at home. And you're just like, hmm, that could work out really, really well for Seattle. And then they finish off the season with the Cardinals. And maybe the Cardinals have, at that point, wrapped up the one seed to the point where you're just like, cool, like we will play backups. And then Russ gets a free win. And then that's maybe your sixth win. So now you're like nine and like eight, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. You like if you can steal a game against the Cardinals, it'd be a pretty good thing for Seattle. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I think Seattle's schedule is pretty manageable. I think they have a really, really good shot at going to the playoffs. I looked at the Vikings schedule, for example. I like the Bears are three and six. I was like, no, that's not happening. And then I looked at the Vikings schedule. They got the Chargers, Packers, then Niners and Lions. That should be two wins. Steelers. That should be a win. <laughs> uh, Bears, that should be a win. And then the Rams and then Packers again. And then the Vi- and then the Bears again. And it's just like, they're going to be close, but I think Seattle will edge them out. I trust Russell Wilson more than I trust Kirk Cousins. But I don't know. Kirk Cousins has proven me wrong beforehand. He may prove me wrong again. We shall see what happens. Again. Seven teams making it to the playoffs are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Green Bay Packers, the uh, Arizona Cardinals, the Dallas Cowboys, the Los Angeles Rams, New Orleans Saints, and then finally the Seattle Seahawks. Those are my NFC teams making it to the playoffs. We'll go fast here with the AFC. Um, Divisional winners, Bills, Ravens, Chargers, Titans. A little bit harder because every single team in the AFC has like five wins to like, you know, it's harder to sift through. But I mean, again, 
pretty damn good at what I do. But in the case of the AFC, it was a little bit harder. And you, again, had to look at like the strength of schedule and things of that nature. And um, I already said that I think the Patriots are a playoff team. So that's your fifth team in the conference. And then it kind of got a little bit chippy, right? And I could be really, really smart, or I could be really, really dumb. Or I could sound really, really smart, or I could really sound really, really dumb. Um, Let me just eliminate one team that's not going to the playoffs, the Chiefs. Um, I I think that they're done. I think, who do they play this weekend? I forgot who they play. Who do they play? Um, They play up against the Raiders on Sunday Night Football. I think they're done. I keep hearing every single weekend, we're going to, we're going to, attack deep we're gonna throw deep we're gonna be aggressive 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 and i'm just like why it has not worked out for you in the long run this year it has worked out short term for you teams are on the up and up on what you do offensively and they have provided counters every single team runs too deep safety against you it all started in the super bowl with tampa bay where antoine winfield jr and whoever was your other safety just dropped back and they just said throw it over the top we triple dog dare you to and kansas city has been trying to match that triple dog dare uh laid out by tampa continuing on to every other team that they've gone up against for the last three months and every single time they go up against a football team that triple dogs dares them excuse me to throw the football deep they do and they fail miserably so yes um <clears throat> Kansas City against the Raiders I don't think they're a playoff team they will be 5 and 5 after today and um yikes they go up against the Cowboys granted in Arrowhead Cowboys are really really awesome at what the Raiders are really really fucking shitty at they are really, really awesome at blitzing. Raiders aren't great at pocket presence, at pocket protection. What are the Raiders also really, really bad? Not the Raiders, excuse me. What are the Chiefs? What are the Chiefs also really, really bad at? Run defense and run offense. That is like the, the freaking backbone of the Cowboys offense or of the Cowboys offense and defense. Run defense and run attack, right? What are the Cowboys really, really good at as well? Well, they're really, really good at at attacking you through the air because of Dak Prescott and his freaking awesomeness, and they're freaking awesome at um at freaking uh, throwing intermediate, deep, short routes as well. They have the whole you know playbook at their disposal, and then on top of like run defense, on top of blitzes, they're like decently good sometimes at taking away what you're really really strong at, and they have completely forgotten Travis Kelsey because they're always trying to attack upfield they're always trying to just throw the shit out of the football and try to go downfield all the time and because of that you'll see turnovers by the Chiefs which are oops something that the Cowboys are really really good at as well so Chiefs are done um they could come out of this these next four weeks they have the Raiders Cowboys Broncos Raiders they could come out of the next four weeks like legitimately one and three So yeah, um, Raiders, not the, I keep saying the Raiders, Chiefs are not a playoff team. Neither are the Steelers. I know they're five and three. Let's take a look at the schedule. 
Chargers this weekend. Oh, by the way, Ben Roethlisberger isn't playing. That's fun. Bengals next weekend. Ravens, Vikings, Titans, Chiefs. Oh, my. Browns and then the Ravens. Final week of the season. Potentially a qualifying game. Yikes. Yikes. Oh, no, excuse me. They they, uh, they don't go up against the uh, the Chargers this weekend. They go up against the Lions this weekend, so they'll probably squeak by with a win. I'll talk about it here in a couple of minutes. This is the Steelers. Don't think the Steelers are going to the playoffs. Who's next? Who's next? Don't think the Browns are as well. And I'll give you my final two teams that are going to go to the playoffs in the AFC. Here's the reason why. Don't I don't believe in Baker Mayfield. I know he beat the crap out of the uh, the Bengals. I think that was way more bad Bengals than good Browns, if I'm honest with you. Also, Jeremiah Wusukoromoa has been on IR, so that's that's no fun. But even more importantly than that, um, Browns are going to have some really, really difficult games in the next couple of weeks. They face off against the Ravens twice in two weeks. Uh, Today, they go up against the Pats. Next week, they go up against the Lions. That should be a one. They also go up against the, uh, the Raiders, the Packers, and the Steelers. And then they finish off with a revenge game against the Bengals, which is probably going to be a qualifier to go to the playoffs. And Browns miss the playoffs, and Baker Mayfield probably gets extended because the Browns are like, I don't want to move off of Baker Mayfield because he can potentially win a quarterback. And then it's like if the freaking Pittsburgh Steelers get either that, uh, uh, if they get Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis, they probably have the third best quarterback in their own division. And then Baker Mayfield gets relegated to fourth, and then he gets extended, <clears throat> and he becomes a, like a $30 million quarterback. And you're just like, hmm, he's not as good as uh, like literally every other quarterback in our division. That's not fun. But yes, um, Baker is probably going to be the reason why the Browns don't go to the playoffs. Yes, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. I picked the Bengals. I know. He beat the shit out of the Bengals. It's 41 to 60. It was not a good game to be me. Not a good day. I was talking shit about Baker as he was beating the shit out of the Bengals. I'll get my shot literally in like 12 hours or 11 now. It's like 125 now. I know that Baker, you know, played very well. I, I, I get it. But I also have the courage of my convictions and I don't mind looking stupid short term to look very intelligent long term. People thought Isaac Newton was a, uh, people thought Albert Einstein was autistic when he was a child. Turns out he's a super genius. Everyone else around him was stupid. I feel like that's what I'm doing right now. I feel like I'm proving how smart I am by looking dumb for like a good three weeks. I don't mind looking dumb for three weeks. Let's see what happens when Baker runs into the meat grinder of Baltimore. Let's see how fun that is for him. Anyways, um... The two teams that I got going to the uh, to the playoffs, besides obviously the Patriots, the Titans, the Chargers, the Ravens, and the Bills, are yes, the Bengals. I think the Bengals with Joe Burrow have played excellent football, uh, specifically because of Jamar Chase as well. But it's really, really freaking hard to try and beat up on Joe Burrow when he's playing that well, when he's playing this well, when he's playing this awesome. But uh, some teams have actually found ways to kind of beat up on uh, Joe Burrow. But um, Joe's awesome. It's really, really hard to stop him. I mean, I, I like their defense, if they can just get a little bit more, like 
they can actually they can actually win some some of these games coming up. Also, let me refresh myself on their schedule here, so that way I'm not speaking completely off the rip here. They're also five and four. Yeah, they go up against the Raiders this not this weekend in two weeks, so they'll be preparing for the Raiders. Then it's the Steelers, Chargers, 49ers, Broncos, Ravens, Chiefs, and Browns. Excuse me. Let me show you the wins. Probably most deaf. Against the uh, the Steelers, Niners, Broncos, Chiefs. And then you're going to have to steal one against the Raiders, Chargers, and then Browns, which I think they can beat the Browns. So you'll get like 10 wins, maybe nine out of the Bengals, and they'll probably qualify. Cool, cool. Raiders, um, Derek Carr is like quietly an MVP caliber player. Let me show you something here. Let me go back to like the standings. And then let me show you his uh, his, uh, his statistics here. Derek Carr. Let me show you something here. So, <clears throat> Derek Carr. Oh, wait. Oh, his statistics are not as impressive as I thought they were. Because I've been listening to way too much Colin Coward. <laughs> He's like throwing 13 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 97.0 uh, passer rating, 2,500 yards, 67% completion percentage. So he is playing like better than people probably expected, but he's not playing like as great. I thought his touchdown interception ratio was going to be insane. It is not. But no, the Raiders, despite all of my, um, my poking and prodding, my constant just shit talking of the Raiders, they're actually winning um, quite a lot of football games that they really shouldn't be. Um, they did lose against the Giants. How? I don't I don't know. They also lost against the Bears and the Chargers. Wait, did I just make a mistake? The Raiders are kind of falling apart here. How do you lose against the Bears? It's the Bears. I think that was the John Gruden weekend, but regardless. Um, oh, God. I mean, every single time I... Like, I should have done some research after this. Oh, my God. I thought that the... Like, I've seen the Raiders play, and I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, the Raiders are going to be fine. Things of that nature. But then it's just like, wait, they lost against the Giants this weekend. Can I change my answer? No, I don't. I'm fine with my answer. I already looked this up. I was like, that's fine with my answer. I'm fine. They did beat the Ravens. I'm fine with my answer. I'm just like... Just like that girl at the, uh... At the altar. Then I'm just like, am I sure I want to get married to this guy I'm like I'm not sure I'm like I can do better but you know this will pass yeah I'm fine with the Raiders for right now we'll see they usually have these mid-season collapses they are going up against the Chiefs which are going to be a great a really really awesome test um for both teams because it's like can the Chiefs get back on track can the Raiders kind of like you know destroy the team that's been giving them trouble for like the last two three years can they do it? Can they win? I shrug my shoulders. I don't know. We will see. We will see. We'll see. Raiders, I have as my final team making it to the playoffs. We we shall see. I am so tired. Let me turn off my candle here. Hold on. So tired. I am so tired and so cold. I want to snuggle up in my blankets and 
take a long rest. Oh gosh, I am so tired. Okay. Final thing we're going to talk about here today is the uh, the game day picks for Sunday. Now, I know I have not been um, great with my game day picks uh, this year. I'm probably not going to get exactly what I want, which was 70%, 70% success rate when it came to picking um, teams. I've seen people and their picks, and yikes. Some people are like sub- 60%, which I spit on, I spit on 50, on sub 60%. It's like, you guys are professionals, you're journalists, you're football players, you guys can't pick football games. Why are you talking about football if you can't even pick football games correctly? But um, no, I'm probably sub, sub like 70%, I don't know. But I mean, I was like high 60s. I was like 69.9 something percent or five something. Why am I guessing? I literally have it in my notepad, in my notes. What was my final record? My one percentage? It was 69.88%. I was so triggered because I was 0.12% off from getting that coveted sweet 70%. I could like go home happy. That's like being an A-star student and being like a nerd, being a nerd and getting like that A after like all that blood, sweat, and tears. I'm like, I want that A. I want it. I want it. Um, I probably won't get it this year. Unless I have like three or four weeks where it's just like back to back to back. Like I am freaking perfect from the field, which probably won't happen this year. Now, um, let's get down to brass tacks. So let's talk about week 10 um, game day predictions and then let me go to sleep. Ravens versus Dolphins. Um, I had the Ravens beating the Dolphins. We will talk more about this game on Tuesday. I'm taking Monday off. I want to watch the Mannings. Um, We'll talk about this more on Tuesday. But yeah, um, Ravens versus Dolphins. I had the Ravens winning this game. Yikes, that. That was not the case. The Ravens, they lost. Then um, <clears throat> for this weekend, Saints versus Titans. I'm not a big fan and a big believer of Trevor Simeon, especially when he's not in the Superdome. Uh, Titans over Saints. Even without Derrick Henry. Oh, crap. Damn it. I just forgot they don't have Julio Jones because Julio Jones is uh, is hurt. He has like a calf injury. I will say this. Julio Jones has been hurt the entirety of the season. It probably doesn't matter. Um, Bills versus Jets. Come on, bro. Bills over the Jets. Mike White is starting again. Let's see if he's, you know, he said this week, I'm a first round draft pick or I should have been a first round draft pick. Okay, Mike White. Get ready to run into a meat grinder. Mike White. Steelers versus Lions. Even without Ben Roethlisberger, I don't think it matters because I think they'll just run the football a bajillion times anyways with Najee Harris. I'm taking the Steelers over the Lions regardless. Lions. Just keep losing games. Just be losers. Just be losers. Just be losers so you can have the number one overall draft pick. Trade back in the draft so that way you can draft a freaking quarterback and get more picks and freaking move on with your lives. Just do that. Just do that. Just trust me. Just do that. Be smart. Don't be dumb. Steelers over the Lions. Hopefully the Lions lose another game so that way they can get that coveted one seed and go home happy. Anyways, um, Colts versus Jags. I'm taking the Colts, even though the Jags just beat the Bills. Uh, 
Uh, I'm not a big believer of the Jags. The Jags are one of the worst teams in all of pro sports right now, including professional football, obviously. Uh, so when they go into a team that's kind of red hat right now in the Colts, I kind of lean more towards the Colts um, than the Jags right now. Colts over the Jags. Bucks at Washington, a rematch of the playoff game that everybody said that the Washington football team um, almost won. Bucks aren't going to make it close. They are not going to make it close. They are going to make it very, very, very one-sided because they've heard that this game was close and it was not close in their eyes and my eyes and they're going to destroy Washington and Chase Young has played like absolute horse maneuver this season. Bucks over Washington, not even close. Browns at Pats. Said it before, I'll say it again. Browns aren't a playoff team. Pats are. This is where the Patriots are going to have to start popping off and are going to have to start freaking um, putting together their resume to go to the Super Bowl, or not to the Super Bowl, excuse me, but to the playoffs. I have the Patriots over the Browns in this game. Patriots over Browns. Uh, Cowboys at, uh, excuse me, Falcons at Cowboys. We will be watching this game. Cowboys, duh. Duh. Apparently, Billie Eilish got that instrumental from the Wizards of Waverly Place. Apparently, she got it from... That's creative. Didn't know that she could do that. But Billie Eilish is pretty awesome. But anyway, regardless, Cowboys at, uh, excuse me, Falcons at Cowboys, Cowboys. Hopefully um, the fans show up and the Broncos fans just don't raid the stadium. <clears throat> Anyways, Panthers at Cardinals. Really? This, you know what this feels like? This feels like last weekend where I'm just like, really? Really? And then it's just well, like Cowboys at Broncos, not Cowboys at Broncos, Broncos at Cowboys. Uh, Bills at Jags, like on and on and on. And I'm just like, really? We're like, we're asking if this team can beat this team. And and last weekend it was a massacre. And it's like this weekend, it feels like it's the exact same thing. But um, I will keep on being a little bit pretentious here because that's just who I am. Really? Panthers at Cardinals? Is this even a discussion? Really? Cardinals over the Panthers. Um, Vikings at Chargers, kind of a close game. Um, Chargers are... It's weird how systemic they are when it comes to just like literally losing games that they should win. And this could be one of those games where the Chargers, they're at home, they're against the Vikings. It's really going to be 50-50 because the Chargers fan base hates the Chargers because the owner moved the football team out of L.A. Or not out of L.A., excuse me, but out of San Diego, which is ironic because I'm watching San Diego State right now. But yes, um, Vikings at Chargers, I'm going to root for my guy, Justin Herbert, and uh, the Chargers. Why are they showing me Dan Marino and Carson Strong? Oh, they're showing me the leg braces, but they're on two different legs. Dan Marino's leg brace was on his left leg. Carson Strong is on his right. Hold on. Hold on. I don't like they they're showing me that they have gigantic knee braces on their respective knees but I'm like Dan Marino's his knee brace a lot of quarterbacks they'll put a knee brace on their left leg 
because that's their plant leg. That's the leg that gets like exposed to like defensive linemen and stuff like that when they're coming crashing through and you may want that additional support or whatever. But Carson Strong's knee base is on his right leg and I don't know what that does exactly. It makes the leg that should be twisting and bending and things of that nature because your plant leg is usually straight but your your back leg is your leg that you push off of and I don't really know why he has a knee brace on that I don't know I don't know anyways regardless um Chargers versus Vikings I'm taking the Chargers because I, I gotta roll with my guy I like my guy I like Justin Herbert he's my guy he's one of my guys um Moving on, Seattle versus Packers, I'm taking Seattle. Why am I taking Seattle? Aaron's coming off of COVID. He has no preparation whatsoever. Um, We'll see what happens with Aaron. It could be very good for Aaron if he comes back and wins a game that he really should not be able to win, or it could be uh, semi-bad, especially because um, like he's still got a freaking play. Maybe not still got a freaking play is the best way to describe it, but... He's still, like, Aaron Aaron and the Packers, they're close to being the one seed. I think they've won six or seven games or something like that. I think it's seven. Like, seven and two. And they're close. They're close. They are close to, uh, to getting the one seed. They beat the one seed in the Cardinals. But losing a couple of games here, could really take them out of that contention for the one seed, which gives you the bye week. And, uh, you know, for a lot of these teams with all these calf injuries, it's really, really imperative that you get some extra rest. And, I mean, we'll see what happens with the Packers. But I will take Seattle. Hopefully Seattle learns how to use Jamal Adams. I'm kind of sick and tired of them not using him correctly for some horrifying reason. I'm like, you do realize he's a strong safety and not like a free safety, right? Like, we we understand this. Cool. Broncos at, uh, no, not Broncos at Eagles. Eagles at Broncos. Broncos, obviously. You know, let's see if they can back up the talk that they've been spitting out for like the last week. Let's see if they're a playoff team. I will be very annoyed if they aren't. I've picked the Broncos a couple of times this year, and I've been wrong about the Broncos before. And um, I... Really, really hope they do not let me down here because I'm going to be so annoyed if they do. Broncos at Eagles, or Eagles at Broncos, excuse me, I'm taking the Broncos because I think they're just a better overall football team and I think the Eagles are trying to figure out how to be a football team right now. Chiefs at Raiders, Raiders, Chiefs are a mess, they're bad defensively and Maybe Josh Jacobs can do something if he's not on IR. I think he has like a foot injury, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, shout out to the uh, the scumbag John Gruden because, oh my God, first and foremost, Josh Jacobs is terrible. Oh my gosh, he's like he has 3.8 yards per attempt, and he has 73 attempts. It's just like that doesn't that's no that's terrible. But yeah, John Gruden is apparently suing the Raiders for wrongful termination, I guess, or whatever, which makes no sense because he resigned from his post. It's just like, yeah, you guys fired me, but I resigned. <laughs> I resigned, but, you know, you guys, okay, okay, yeah, sure. Um, go leave, please. I'm <laughs> like, go away. Dear God, go away. Um, but no, Raiders over 
Raiders over um, Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. Cannot wait to uh, to watch it because um, you know I'm just I just like football and I like uh, the Chiefs and we'll see if the Chiefs can back up anything that they've been saying all weekend. Apparently, like Patrick Mahomes said that you know what, regardless, I'm still gonna throw deep and I'm like, dude, like the whole reason why your team's offense is really really suffering right now is because. You guys are going deep and attacking deep. It's like, maybe, maybe you throw it like 5 to 10 yards instead of like 30 to 40. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Anyways, um, final game, 49ers versus the LA Rams. I, I, I don't. I don't think that it's close. I think the 49ers are going to get destroyed by the Rams. Odell's not playing in this game, or at least he shouldn't be playing in this game. So no Odell if people think um, think that they are going to play, but think that he is going to play, excuse me. But yeah, um, Odell's not playing. I still think the 49ers are going to get absolutely destroyed I don't even know if George Kittle is playing George Kittle is like one of the best tight ends in the NFL but he just is always perpetually hurt so hopefully he plays inevitably but probably not in this game anyways um, I'm tired it's like almost two o'clock I'm exhausted I will see you tomorrow it's still like daylight savings time so much so much stuff has gone on oh my god I'm so I'm so exhausted. Oh my god. Anyways, I'm I'm piecing out. I I'm so tired. I'm I'll see you tomorrow. We will cast. I will be here tomorrow. Rain, sleep or shine, even if I'm sick, I will power through it and no. I'm like no. If I am that sick, I probably won't power through it, but you know what I mean. I'll I'll be here tomorrow. Prob definitely I will. I'm I'm fine. I'm just tired. I had a lot of stuff to do today. Anyways, see you tomorrow. 24th podcast.